What is up, everybody, man? Welcome into the Blue Bloods as we kick back off our player interviews. And we had to start with a reigning national champion on the show. My guy, Amar Johnson, South Dakota State running back, had one of the best games of the season to end the season over 100 yards rushing, a big touchdown against North Dakota State as he helped the Jacks win their first national championship in school history, man. Amar, appreciate you coming on the show, man. How does it feel still? Has it settled in that you are a national champion? Uh, I think it, it kind of settled in when we got back and then it was just like right back to the next season. So, you know, we cherished the moment, the moment for, you know, maybe a couple of days, about four days. And then we got right back in the workouts and stuff like that already preparing for the next national championship because we going back to back. So, uh, yeah. I like it. And, you know, we're going to get into that because I got a lot of questions about how you I think it's very rare for a national title team. I think you guys are returning 18 starters, which is unfair, but we'll get into that. But first, what separated this team? Like, when did you when did you guys know that this team was going to be as special as it ended up becoming? Um, We kind of knew when we had a lot of like people that could relate to each other, like. During the off season, we we would have these little groups where we would go in and we would talk about just personal things like getting really getting to know the everybody on the team and stuff like that. We it wasn't broken up by position group, so it was a whole bunch of people in the group. It linebackers, wide receivers, running backs. It could be a, a lineman. Um, so you really knew who you were playing with. Like you knew, oh, this is my brother. These are things he goes through. These are things I know how to pr- approach him. From an aspect of if he messes up, I know I can't I can't yell at him. He's more of a chill guy. Like to tell him, "Hey, bro, you good?" Um, we did a lot of that in the off season team building. So compared from my freshman year to this year, that was the biggest jump. You know, we all felt connected. Even in the locker room, it was a whole bunch of like talking, connecting, laughing, all of that type of stuff. Which I think, like, when it comes down to it, that's what you need in. Uh, a great team because you got to trust the brother next to you. You got to trust that he's going to do his job and he's going to do his, his 1% on the team that he needs to do. So. And I, I think that running back room, I get questions asked all the time about some of these running back rooms where you guys got so much talent, Isaiah Davis, yourself, the list goes on and on. And then even your quarterback can run when he needs to. Yeah. How do you guys – what's that bonding like, and how do you guys develop the mindset of, I don't care if it's me getting 100 yards this game, you know, th- this other person getting 100 yards per game. How do you guys develop that mindset, and what's just the competition like in the room? Um, the competition – I'm not going to lie. The competition in the room is very, very high. Um, just with Mark, me, you know, then you got Angel and Josh and all of those guys, like, when we rep at practice, it's like, okay, Zay got a good rep. Now I got to get a good rep. And then now Angel has to get a good rep. Now Josh has to get a, get a good rep. So it kind of – we all push each other. And it's like if if I set the standard for practice, they they know. If Zay sets the standard for practice, they know, like, we have to meet the standard. And I think it kind of shows in games and that our brotherhood, of, if Zay has a 100-yard yard game, that – it didn't matter. That's my brother. We all want to see each other succeed. We're all happy for each other at the end of the day. So, and going into the national championship, you, you guys, you guys are you guys were on a win streak over North Dakota State. I I covered the game. I was down in Frisco. You guys seem very confident. I mean, from the jump, I talked to Coach Stig. We, we got to talk to Caleb Sanders, Reese Winkleman, and some of those guys, and everyone just had like this quiet confidence. Did 
the fact that you guys beat them earlier this season in a comeback win, did you guys go into that game saying, we know we're the better team? Because everyone talked about this underdog role. Did you guys walk in knowing we're the better team, regardless of when we play this game? Um, I would say, yeah, we knew we were the better team just because of the way we prepared that week. That week, all that off-season time we had, um, you know, coming back literally the day right after Christmas and stuff, um, the way we prepared was literally like the way we ran the ball was the exact way they prepared us for like the scout team. So it was like when they would come in these formations and all this and that, it was like I already seen this about 50 times at practice. So it was like it was like you you just had to trust your mind and your feet at that point and just hit the hole when you had to make the play when you need to make the play because the coaches prepared us very well. And after the all season, a lot of people were shocked. I heard inside, not a lot of people were. Coach Stig announces his retirement. A lot going out on top. I don't think there's a better way to go out. By the way, national champion over yeah. a, a huge rival. Did you guys know going into that game it was his last one? If y'all won, um, we did not. You know, it was very, it was very shocking to us. Uh, obviously, the whole team loves Coach Stig. He's a great guy. He always pushes us off the field to be a better person. Um. But no, we we didn't. I I really thought he was coming back for another year. I I knew that uh he had signed another contract, so he my senior year would be his last year. So it was very shocking that um he retired. And I, you know, I love Coach Dick. He uh he the reason I'm here. So yeah. And head coach Jimmy Rogers taking over the program now. What is he like as a coach for people who might not know him as well or just getting used to him being the head coach? What is his personality like in the locker room, off the field, behind the scenes? Yeah, well, Coach Rogers, you know, he, he, you guys might think he's serious all the time because he, he never smiles or none of that, like on camera or none of that. But, like, yeah, he he does have another side to it to where, like, he, he laughs and he jokes around with the guys on – He's a great person, but overall, what I think that that's good about him being the head coach is that he he's going to tell you what it is. He's going to tell you what you need to work on, what you need to do to get better. He's going to tell you, this is what I need you to do to help the team. But he's also going to push you while doing that. If he thinks you can give a whole nother gear, he's going to tell you that regardless if you if you like it or you don't like it. So I think that's that's another aspect that we, we probably needed on the team just for everybody um, coming to play together. Cause once he pushes, once he pushes this guy, the next guy's gonna have to step up too. Cause he's seeing how hard he's going. So, um, Rogers brings a lot to the table when it comes to that, and I think it's good that they brought in Rogers just because he's a familiar face around with everybody. It's not like we have a a new coach that nobody's seen before. He's bringing in a whole bunch of different staff. Like we still have some guys on the staff. You know, we lost a few other coaches, but overall, what he's building here is. is it's going to be really good, and y'all see the, the season. And you said it to start the show. Coach Rogers said in his press conference, it's back-to-back. It's it's, it's okay. about going back-to-back at South Dakota State. How did you guys have – like, how do you guys have so much continuity? Because you hear, you know, the Yankee Twins coming back for another year of eligibility. Tucker Craft spoke last year about turning down, you know, NIL and tampering things happening to come back. How, did, how are you guys so tight as a unit, and what is the importance of establishing that culture and continuity inside the program? Um, I think a lot of – I think a lot of places which you'll get here at South Dakota State is you're not going to get at a lot of other these FCS um, institutions. I think the fan base 
the the facilities and everybody when they come together it's it's electric like it's something you just can't pass up so I think when you have that chance of I can come back another year and it's a whole bunch of other guys coming back and we can literally repeat it um like I said earlier we already have the chemistry so we're just building and stacking on top of that and pushing each other so I think that's why we can we can be a little bit more confident like yes like this is the standard now like we have to go back to back and we we, we, we're going to prove that so I, listen, I'm, I'm not doubting you guys. I don't think anyone is. I think Sam Herter was the one that tweeted out the roster, and everyone was like, oh, I'm terrified now. Even the North Dakota State fans were like, can we get some people leaving because this is completely unfair over here. But looking at your game, Amar, I want to look specifically at your game. How has your game developed from freshman season going into now your junior year at South Dakota State? What's improved? What's Have you changed your play style at all? Just how have you developed as an overall player on the field? Um, I would say for my for my freshman year, um, it was more about being comfortable. You know, Zay went down, so I was behind Pierre, and you know he got drafted. So being being behind somebody that you know is going to NFL is one that did something that you want to do, which is go to NFL. Um, and seeing what it takes to get there is was really good for me because now I see ethic needs to be. Um, and I just think overall, I became more comfortable. You know, during the season, the second game, not a lot of people know, but UC Davis, I had a low ankle sprain. So the entire season, I was just fighting through that. And I, I, where I got healthy was the NDSU game, the first time we played them. That's when I got really healthy. Um, So I would think me just being comfortable, me learning the playbook to the back of my head now, knowing this is where I need to hit holes this is where my tempo needs to be this is where my eyes need to be blitz pickup I don't think the running back group missed a blitz pickup all season so um I think that's really where my game approved was just being comfortable kind of getting that swagger back um just being comfortable and playing loose and all of that and next year again Grinalsi is coming back Isaiah is coming back you're coming back but you personally, we know what the team goal is back to back. What are mm -hmm. your personal goals? Do you have any statistics, awards, anything that you personally want to achieve on the field next season? Um, me, me personally, you know, I always set high standards for me. Um, I would, I want to at least have a hundred, a hundred yards all purpose because I feel like I can be a threat in the passing game as well. Um, kind of like a, a Debo Samuel type, uh. And then just being an All-American, you know, I, I even had that as my goal for this year. And then, you know, a thousand-yard season this year. Um, I didn't accomplish that, but I, I got pretty close to it, so I know I, I can get there. Um, other than that, it's just being the top being the top running back in the FCS, I got to put my name on the map. So, And going back, I was looking at some of your high school film before the interview. You were one of the most dominant kick returners. And at, at, at the high school level, do you want to see more time on special teams this year? And are there any plans for that? Yeah, uh, you know, I've already talked to the coaches and stuff like that. They they definitely want to put me put me back there. I think I could be a, a threat. Rarely do even my freshman year when I was back there. Rarely did they kick it to me. Um, so you know, if I if I get the chance to return it, I'm returning it every chance. So <laughs> yeah, you you you'll definitely uh, be seeing me on kick return. So. 
I love it. And every player has this. I always love asking players about this because I've gotten some crazy stories. But what was your welcome to college moment on the field where you were just like, okay, this is different now than high school? Oh, okay. Uh, so it's kind of funny because a lot of people on the team would say my welcome back was like in the Lindawood. They had like a big kid. He like got under my chin, lifted me up. Like it didn't hurt at all. So like that was a regular hit to me. So I would say my welcome back moment was definitely at Indiana State my freshman year. Um, Pierre had came out for a play, get a breather, and they had given me like a 26 power. And I wasn't used to safeties coming down the field that fast. So, like, after I made the first guy miss, she just came and she's like, Ugh. And I got up, I was like, I can't breathe, like, hands were tingling. <laughs> and then I came on the sideline, I was like, I, I, I need, I just need one play. I came back off, and that I think that was my welcome back, just learning how like fast, how faster the safeties are, corners, how the linebackers feel. And I was just like, yeah, that's that's something new because usually in high school, you that safety still backpedaling while I'm hitting the ball. So yeah. that was my welcome back. Hey, the MVFC is no joke, especially yeah. defensively. They got some ballers in that conference. But myself and Coach Fred down at Alcorn State do film breakdowns. We just last week broke down the national championship game. And your first touchdown where you just pulled away from the safety. I mean, I think it was Dawson. I mean, just outran them side by side. And Coach was like, man, I've never – that breakaway speed's different. So I got to ask you, in the open field, what's the number one mistake a defensive back can make one-on-one -on -one against you? In the open field, really – if you let me square you up in open field, just because once I square you up, I I got left, I got the right side, like I got a whole bunch of, I got a whole bunch of room to work with. Uh, then also, I tell a lot of DBs on our team, like, look, like stop trying to dive at us. Like that's the easiest stiff form I could possibly ever make, even in open field tackling too, uh, just leaving your feet. So I think letting me square you up. And then, especially if you take a bad angle, I'll probably eat you up. So, you definitely saw that. I, I, even the stiff arm, one of the best plays I think we saw on film is mm -hmm. they brought the corner like on the like I guess a corner blitz, and you saw him out the back of your head when you hit the hole. You turned and like did a backward yeah, stiff yeah. arm, and it like propelled you forward. I was like, yeah, you got to take better angles <laughs> yeah. on him like that. It's 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 not gonna work. But to give a little bit of credit, man, and this could be you can give me one from your team and one from a team you've played. Who are some of the best defensive players you've ever had to face where they just they, they gave you some headaches throughout the game? <sighs> defensive players. Headaches, let me think. I'll go on our team too. I'll first go probably Adam Bach, then um Isaiah Starbert. Just because Adam, he he's really he's really smart. So and I'll throw Jason Freeman in there. They're, those two guys are really smart. So a lot of the time, the teams might overrun, and I'll get the cutback lane, and I'll just take the cutback lane. Those guys, they kind of just flow with me. So um, practicing, that that kind of makes it easier in games when the, the linebackers just run out the way. Stallbird, he's just super fast. So I, I'll get in the open, then it's just he he's there. So it's just like um, I'm trying to think. Probably the one of the best people I've seen was I forgot his name, but my freshman year at Montana State, the linebacker, I think he was number 15. He got drafted. Troy. Yeah, Troy, Troy Anderson. Oh, yeah, he, he he's crazy. Like he yeah. runs sideline to sideline, hawking on the ball. I'm just like, I've I've never seen that from a linebacker standpoint. Like he he was everywhere. And I was just like, Yeah, that that's a dude that can definitely play in the NFL right there. So he's probably the best I've I've seen. 
Um, uh, not surprised on that. Uh, yeah, he plays with the Falcons now. And the funny part is he's a converted running back. He led the big – he was like a – yeah, he, he's his freshman year, he led the big sky in rushing. <laughs> I and remember – about that, yeah. The kid, man, Troy, shout out to Troy, man, just insane. I see him down at the Senior Bowl last year. But looking at just your game in general, man, how do you get ready? Because I, I hear a bunch of people talk about pregame rituals. They have to do certain things. Do you have to do anything particular to get ready for a game, or what's your pregame routine on Saturdays? Pregame routine? Uh, I, I like to listen to a lot of music. Um, Usually when I first wake up, on a Saturday, I listen to like some slow jams, uh, just to like relax myself, cause you know. And then once I get in the locker room, then I might turn on like the the fast paced music, get get my heart rate up a little bit, get going. Um, I it's something I like to do at away games a lot, is I like to just walk the field twice, and like go to the other team's sideline just to like let them know like my presence is here, like it's it's business, like. There's nothing to play with. I like I like to do that a lot just to see, you know, they look at you and all of that. Like, is he crazy or something? I like to do that though. Uh and then I just I just warm up, you know, do some jump cuts, do some planning, uh, do some bursts of speed. Uh and you know, I like what Dion says, you know, you look good, you play good. So I always got my chains on, warming up and stuff like that. So just cause I like to feel good when I play, so it gives me, you know, my swagger and my confidence. Hey, that, that's a fact. People who have never played football will never understand that. They're like, why do you care about the uniform stuff? I even played O-line, and I even had to have certain things. Like, I had to look a certain way or, like, yeah. you just you feel off if you don't have on your every right. everyday, like, equipment and things that you wear during the game. But I, I always love to ask players this because, I mean, listen, that they, they, t- they, they come up with the craziest answers, but trash-talking, man. One <laughs> – how big of a part does trash talking play in your game? And who's the biggest trash talker on South Dakota State going into next season? The biggest trash talker. I me personally, I I have not talked trash yet. I'll probably get there probably around <laughs> my, my junior senior. Usually people say stuff to me and I just I just run back. Uh I don't know, just because you know, state kind of emphasizes like just be the bigger person. Like yeah. At the end of the day, you make a tackle. A lot of people make tackles. Uh, some might have not been blocked up right, so you know, I'll let you have it. But I'll probably, I'll let my, I'll let my game do the trash soccer. But probably the biggest on the team, uh, I'll probably have to go Steve or Dayton. Steve's a corner, then Dayton's a, a linebacker too. They they talk a lot of trash. They get they get it going, so. <laughs> I love it, man. And then the final question, man, I appreciate your time again. I, I know hectic, man, for, for you all in terms of schedule-wise, but what is the just the message to fans on what they can expect from South Dakota State going into next season? Do you guys already have like a slogan or, or anything going into next year or and what, just what can they expect from you and the team? Uh, I'd probably say this, the slogan is just simple, uh, the standard, like, what we did what we did last last year you know that year is over now um we got to look forward into 2023 because at the end of the day just because we won it last year you know nobody cares about that it's it's a whole new it's a whole new football season so um just send the standard uh just believe in coach rogers um he's he's gonna get the job done for us and um just just expect a lot of downhill physical football and i think 
I think Jacks Nation loves when we play some downhill physical football. Just hey, just run the ball, man. That's that's all I gotta say. Uh, so yeah, I love it. And and you were not lying. Uh, I I don't think people really understand that the love that your guys fan base and some of those MVSG right. fan bases have for the running back. All the other Southern conferences and out West yeah. are like quarterback, quarterback, wide receivers. You, yeah. Yeah, you, you guys are like, we're going to run for 300 and we're going to control the ball for 40 minutes of the game. And you're not going to be able to stop it. I, as an offensive lineman, I appreciate it. I really do, man. Yeah. But I appreciate you coming on the show, man. This is all about player promotion and getting, you know, getting you guys the publicity you deserve, especially on the FCS level. So where can people follow you on social media? Anything you want to plug, anything you want to promote, man. This this is your time to tell everyone where to find you and what you want to tell them. Uh you can follow me on Instagram at Amar Johnson One. You can follow me on Twitter at Amar underscore Johnson One. And then, you know, got my own clothing brand called FSL Apparel. Uh, that's on Instagram as well. Um, we're about to just drop some hoodies. So go check that out. For sure. I'm, I'm going to cop me a hoodie, man. I always wear hoodies on the show. So yeah. have to have to rep you, rep you guys on the show. But, man, I've already got it planned. I'll be up there for South Dakota State, Montana State next season. So we'll have okay. to catch up. We'll have to catch up in person, man, week two of next season. But, guys, make sure to go follow Amar on all social media. It's so important to support the players, especially at the FCS level. And I guarantee you're going to see this guy to my right playing on Sundays one day. But, guys, for Amar, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.